sometimes the travel is worth it. You know, like the juice is worth the squeeze. When we head out to Vegas each year for the Premium Cigar Association trade show, not the only trade show we'll be doing in 2023 and 2024. Oh, yeah. We've got some travel ahead of us, Fingers Malloy. Uh, what you often get are cigars that aren't yet released. And that's what we got from Espinosa with Las Six Provincias. See, the problem is I never say it accurately. I never do. I'm just going to call it the Six Provinces like a grown-up. The ZDT. It's coming out in October. We're smoking it now. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. And that right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. Eric Espinosa and the team started this project in 2018 as a way to honor the six provinces of Cuba. Think about cigars. Think about history. Don't get into the politics. Just think about cigars history. Well, this cigar, the ZDT, is actually focused on the Pinar del Rio area or region, but they use initials. And as one of their main guys explained to us, that means they would call it the Six Provinces PDR. But there is a cigar out there that's PDR. They didn't want to do that, so they called it the ZDT, the Zona de Tobacco. And that's an homage to what this area grows and the level of tobacco that they make. This is a six and a half by 48 box press, which means it's six and one half inches long. Always makes fingers more laugh. And the ring gauge is a 48, the diameter of the cigar, or basically how thick it is around. Again, with the laugh drive. It was a 64 ring gauge. 64 would be a full one inch around. Just so you know, this is a gorgeous, glorious wrapper that Nicaraguan Corojo, it's Nicaraguan throughout It's smooth, it's luscious, it almost has a thickness to the feel. Oily, delicious, and a very, very nice darker milk chocolate brown. Yeah, it feels really good in the hand, not a a wiffle bat sensation that we talk about where it's a little bit light. Uh, You know, we're just in in the first third, we just lit this. And for me, Tony, there's that pepper and spice that... For, not only hits you right away, but it lingers on the palate. It feels... See, you're so weird. Yeah? You're so weird. Because this, for me, starts in such a perfect level of, of of weird sweetness. Yeah. I'm not getting any pepper at all. Don't get me wrong. It will come. It will come, but that's not what I get right off the bat. And it's fascinating to me that we get it so different constantly uh, and and it's it look what works for you is going to be different than what works for anybody else don't ever forget that your palate is yours it is yours it is not anybody else's there are a lot of Corojo rappers out there and you can get that pepper hit you can also get that leathery hit I get the leather before I get the pepper I guarantee you though by the time I'm done with the first third, the tongue will be coated with that pepper feel. It will be coated with that level of spice. Yeah, on the back end, I'm getting leather, but right away. And and like I said, we just lit this. Uh, we're just in the first third. It's that pepper and, and spice that it, it just hits you in a, in a good way, Tony. I'm not complaining. I didn't. Oh, God. No one thought you were complaining. I just want to make sure. Look what you do for a living. <laughs> You smoke cigars, you drink bourbon, you cause a scene. That's true. Nice, easy draw, great amount of pleasant smoke coming off of this stick. So far, wonderful experience. Yeah, so this is uh, a part of of a series of cigars, as we said, the six provinces. I am here to tell you that I think Espinosa overall is doing some of the best work in cigars right now. Am I a huge fan of what Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust and Steve Sacker are doing? Absolutely. Am I a giant fan of Sebastian and and the work being done at Cavalier? Yes, I am. There's a bunch of great things happening. Overall, there's just a vibe going on with Espinosa that cannot be undone. The 601s, the knuckle sandwich line, the the, uh, um, uh, the, the sake bomb. Have you had the sake bomb yet? No, I have not. Short uh, dude of a cigar. Terrific, terrific stuff. This just adds on to the list. Now, this is the first one that I've had of this series, of uh, the six provinces. So we do need to do the rest of them. Uh, they're, they're out. They're available. You can find them maybe at your local tobacconist. You might be able to find them online. This 
is not going to be available until October. If you are somebody who is purchasing online, you might be able to order now and place your order and have it in time. Then again, maybe not. You know, <laughs> it, it all depends on, on, on the people. The question, now, by the way, we should also talk the packaging here because this doesn't come in a box. It comes in a ceramic jar. They did a tremendous amount of artistry. Not only was Eric Espinosa trying to celebrate the, 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 the actual cigar making and the regions of the tobacco, he was trying to celebrate the art, the, the cigar art. So it's this gorgeous, gorgeous ceramic. Uh, uh, it's not even a case. It's a jar. It's a ceramic jar. Beautifully done. Would work as a display case. Would it then work as a humidor for your future? I don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll let other people decide on that one. This hits a higher range, Fingers Malloy. Is this in your humidor at at eighteen dollars a stick? Yes. You just started. Well, listen. I don't care. Can, You're not the boss of me. I just started. You're not my real mom. <laughs> I just started. But uh, a <laughs> you, you you talked about how Espinosa's just been been doing fantastic work. The six hundred one Maduro, I believe, was either your cigar. It was it was in or, our top or, three yeah, of yeah, the year of the year, uh, and. I hate to give you a little uh, behind-the-scenes stuff here at Eat, Drink, Smoke. Tony's already smoked one, and he told me how much he loved it. So at yeah, this true. point, at this point right now, I'm into the first third, and I'm thinking to myself, this is enjoyable. And if Tony likes it, I absolutely did smoke one already, and I, I, I was, I was thrilled by it. So twelve dollars a stick in this economy, Tony? Not yes. twelve, eighteen. Oh, eighteen dollars a stick. Eighteen dollars a stick. One eight. $18. I misheard you. Well, let me get a little bit more into this. But I, uh, right now, if you're asking me, if you put a gun to my head, I'd be leaning yes. Yeah, I'm, I am a yes on this. Um, now, this, it's, it's weird. Sometimes people denote their higher end based on the name. Higher end means are you getting the value for it? You think there's a quality there? I do. I think there's something just wonderful about what it is that we're smoking here and how it smokes. Uh, the six provinces, this is the ZDT with that Nicaraguan Corojo wrapper, Nicaraguan throughout, six and a half by 48 box press. Just a beautiful smoke. Now, I would not start with buying the jar. I would start with buying one. Yes. You got to figure out whether this, this Corojo wrapper is for you. I happen to enjoy it. And you can, you can feel a little bit of that spice building. Very rarely do things hit me as a bomb. It is a build for me. It hits you, fingers, much quicker than it does me. I got more of the leathers at, at, at the first, more of that earthiness. That's why I called it a, a sweetness, because that's that's how it hit me at the first. But do I like what Espinosa does? Yes, I do. Do I have faith in him, in Eric, in the team? Absolutely. What they create, I will try. Is this your first cigar of the day? Yes, stupidly. <laughs> I don't know why. It's been a long day. A lot of work today. I thought maybe that had something to do with it because this is my this is my first cigar in four or five days. What? Yeah, it's been a week. What? It's been a week. Are you well? <laughs> it's been a week. Do you have the vapors? The vapors. That's right. I I am an eighteen ninety three Southern Bell. That's what. I can't tell you how many times I've heard people describe you as such. That is it. The Six Provinces ZDT from Espinosa Cigars. Check it out. It's hot out, Fingers Malloy. You're darn right it is. It's summer. It's getting hot in here. So, you know, no, don't take off all your clothes. Tea drink smell. I'm Tony Katz. And that right, put your clothes back on. That right there is Fingers Malloy. A tremendous amount of the heat in the southwest Arizona with some record-breaking temperatures. Look, I lived in Arizona for a while. I went to college in Arizona. Didn't graduate, but I went to college in Arizona. Temperatures above 100 degrees for a long stretch of time is not an unusual thing. This is triple-digit temperatures in Arizona for, I think it's been like 15 days. Vegas, in Nevada, so hot that flights taking off from Harry Reid International Airport, people are passing out a flight a, a, a passenger on a delta flight going to atlanta waiting in 111 degree heat with no air conditioning when the pilot announced the plane the plane had to be returned to the gate due to multiple emergencies yeah because you had people on a 111 degree flight without air conditioning what is the argument here it's vegas you haven't figured out how to do this yet 
What? The, the, no, I, it, what really ticks me off about this story is multiple people passed out. Some soiled themselves. That's how bad it was. They had to wait on a hot plane for four hours in Vegas heat because there's no protocol in place to be able to deplane people and bring them back on the plane when the plane is fixed. They said you could leave, get off the plane, but it may be a couple of days before you can get another flight out to Atlanta from Vegas. Who gets fired? I Wait, do you want to hear my DC TSA story? You have another TSA story? Dude, when I'm president, <laughs> the TSA goes away. When I'm president of the United States, oh, not only does the TSA go away, those who are TSA members, they're going to jail. That's, wow. Oh, DC was not incompetence, incapability. Yet, I think one guy was trying to be competent, but wow. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, grab your popcorn. When there is a Tony Katz TSA story, it's highly entertaining because you weren't actually the person going through this nightmare. Go ahead, Tony. No, no, no. I, I, can't, I don't have enough time. Oh. I don't have the time. That's a tease. Dude, speaking of teases, while we were at the Premium Cigar Association trade show, had the chance to talk with Eric Espinosa of Espinosa Cigars. Of course, we're smoking the six provinces right now, the ZDT. It's delicious. Uh, and, uh, you know, $18 is pushing the mark uh, on this price point. But I still say a few of these in your humidor, yes, I absolutely do. But got a chance to speak to Eric, and Eric has always been very, very uh, gracious with the time, with us talking about what's coming next, what's been happening with Espinosa. Of course, you've got the knuckle sandwich, which has just taken the cigar world by, by storm, the cigar he does with Guy Fieri of Food Network. And he was really unabashed in this conversation of, this is the future. We have got so many cool things on the horizon with Guy, so many ways to, to market and, and to share these products. Man, this is what's coming. So I got to sit with him. You can catch the video, by the way, over EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. My conversation with Eric Espinoza. What's going on with the brand? What's going on with Guy Fieri? Uh, has he gone to Flavortown yet? No, we didn't, we didn't talk about Flavortown, but we did talk about the future of the brand and how the relationship with Guy Fieri is a big, big part of it. Derek Espinosa, look at you. Um, I said this to your team, and it's absolutely true. You guys are making the best cigars in America right now, hands down. I appreciate this is, that, This bro. is crazy stuff. We put a lot of effort into it. Listen, I'm a foodie. I like to, I like to cook. When you get good ingredients, you have a better chance of your meal coming out better. And with cigars, it's no different. We seek some of the best tobaccos in the world. So it, is it is it been tough to get those tobaccos? You know, we've talked to a lot of people that talk about vertical integration. They've got the farms in Nicaragua. they got the farms in the Dominican. They're able to make sure they get the leaf. We've seen a lot of stuff, a lot of growth uh, because of COVID. We've seen a lot of supply chain issues. That hasn't hit you? Of course. It's hit everybody. Whether it's tobacco, uh, the guy who makes the bands for you, the guy who makes boxes for you. It's, it wasn't one thing, it's another. But it, now it's stabilized a little bit and it's, it's gotten a lot better uh, because you have more people making bands. You have more people making boxes, you know. And then as far as the tobacco, um, th that's why, you know, AJ Fernandez was a very good friend of mine. You know, even though I have my own factory, yeah. why do I make some cigars with AJ? It's very simple. The guy gets the best rappers in the world, you know. So, we, you know, that's I won't settle for anything less. If it's not the best, I, I won't use it. So that's one of the reasons. That, besides him being a great friend, it's one of the reasons that why we, he makes some of our cigars. Of course, it's you that does the knuckle sandwich yes. in conjunction with Guy Fieri. Absolutely. Are you surprised by how that cigar has become? The go-to. Like, it went from, oh, this is a little celebrity thing to, oh, my gosh, it now has four different facings to it. You got the chef special. You got the sampler pack that's about to, to come out and everything else. Are you surprised by how that has exploded? Absolutely not. Listen, <laughs> I, I'm not. I, and I'll tell you why. Told you that's the man. A and I'll tell you why. A lot of other celebrities have tried it, and it didn't work. Now, there's a reason why, in my opinion, it didn't work. This guy's all in. This guy's a big cigar smoker. And when we met and he wanted me to make him a cigar, I told him, no, it doesn't work. You know, I, I love you to death. I watch your show, but it doesn't work. And he asked me, why not? And I said, because nobody does anything about it. Just right. They slap their name on it. I think it's going to sell. And he looks at me and he says, I did my research on you, but apparently you didn't do your research on me. And I said, well, explain. 
and uh, he said, I don't do nothing half-ass. If I'm going to do it, I do it the right way. I don't do it at all. And what can I help you? And I said, very simple. Come to the trade show. I need you to do some events with me. Um, you know, I, I, I need you to be an ambassador, you know, uh, uh, not just for the brand, for cigars. And he said, I'm all in. And look at it. The guy was here for two nights. We did the opening party. Mm -hmm. He was here all day yesterday, you know. He, you see him with a cigar in his mouth at the uh, NBA All-Star game. You know, you see him in diners driving a dive wearing the shirt. Yeah. And he did the... Uh, uh, with his hometown, an episode in Fernandale, California, with a cigar in his hand, you know, and 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 he's going to help the whole industry. He's in the cover of Cigar Aficionado. Okay, good. You know, so which which, you know, and and people are responding to it, you know, and he's a big big cigar smoker. He's good. not a fly by night. What's next uh, for Espinosa? What's next? I mean, the the six hundred ones still rock. Six hundred one blue made our top three of the year uh, la last year. Uh, the sake bombs. I think is, is is terrific. What is what is next for you? Oh, we're working on something. We work very closely with Guy. We got something. Something that uh, means uh, a lot dearly to him, you know, with his sister. So that's what we're working on, you know. And, and listen, uh, things are hot. We need to press and 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 continue doing different brands with him. Um, and we got something. It's not out yet, but we, we can't talk about too much about it. But um, look, keep growing the brand and keep growing the brand and and. And and I'm ecstatic how things are going. Eric Espinosa, always a pleasure. Man. I, I want to thank you first of all for what you do for the industry, bro. You, oh, you know, nice. I met you a couple years ago, and and from the bottom of our heart, and, and everybody that works for me and the company, thank you for what you do for the cigar industry. Yeah, but it's really all about fingers, Malloy, isn't it? <laughs> it has nothing to do with me. It does. It all it has does. to do with the man with the mohawk. It, it, it does, bro. It, it, it's got everything to do. I appreciate you, bro. Yeah, that's thank, you, bro. Thank, thank you so much. Bro. Appreciate thank you. you. It's not that I want to say bad things about the people who work for the TSA, who are there in the airports. It's that they've brought it upon themselves. And I know that by having this conversation with you, Fingers Malloy, I am guaranteeing some extra screening on my next flight. You're getting flagged. So be it. This is ridiculous. This has to end. This, the way that customers are treated as cattle has to end. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz, and that right there is Fingers Malloy. Find everything at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Eatdrinksmokeshow.com is where you find all of the things. And if you want to be a supporter, we'd love to have you there. More and more content every day. Ending up there, reviews, uh, specials, all the cool stuff, recipes, you name it. It's there, eatdrinksmokeshow.com. I was in Washington, D.C. I was invited to attend a joint session of Congress where the president of Israel was speaking. So I said, sure, <laughs> and got on a plane. I fly out on a Tuesday. Uh, TSA was mostly fine. I, I would, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to remember if there was an issue. In the Indianapolis International Airport. At, at the Indianapolis International Airport, for the most part, they were okay it wasn't a big, uh, wasn't a big deal. Um, some people, you know, because we, we live here, we get recognized, right? And so that's always nice. And they're polite. Not everybody's polite. That's something that TSA has to seriously work on. I do believe at the Indianapolis International Airport, they have some new technology there to where you don't have to take out your electronics anymore. Right. Things like that, which that anytime you can lessen the opportunity uh, for interaction with the TSA, oh, take this out, take that out, that's always a positive. But if I'm still taking off my shoes at this stage of the game, it's all silliness as I see it. Security, I believe in. Pretend I don't. But my issue is the rudeness. I get on my flight back to Reagan National which is there in Virginia. DCA is the airport. The belly of the beast. My flight's on American. I check in. No problem. You drop off the bag. You walk down. Take an escalator down the stairs. Walk down the stairs. Go around the corner. The TSA pre-check, well, that's over to the right. The clear, well, that's right this way. You're just a schmuck. You go stand in that line of 92,000 people. Now, you know, Fingers, that I, Tony Katz, author of Let's Go Barbecue with Fingers Malloy, available at Amazon.com, I oppose TSA PreCheck. Yes. 
the idea that I have to pay for my right to fly. Remember what TSA PreCheck does. They're saying pay this fee and we'll make sure everybody knows you're on the up and up. What if I can't afford the fee? So now I, I, I'm on the up and up, but I have to pay to prove that I'm the up and up? In any other setting, that would be fine. Like, for example, if you want me to pay for first class, that's fine. But if I have to pay the government for an extra level of service, that's not fine as I see it. That is a very libertarian thing about me. I find it fingers offensive. Yeah, and then on top of it, if you are someone who has uh, bad motives, what's to stop you from getting a uh, TSA pre-check and then two, three years later, you're a bad actor? I mean, is that really going to screen out these people? It's, 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 it feels like security theater, but now you're paying for it. That is, that's exactly what it is. It's wrong that you have to pay for it. That's my point. So I'm on the long line. You go in the long line, then the line splits in two. And one line is a little bit shorter, and you, you, you go through, you know, they check your ID. And the other line snakes a little bit more, and they check your ID. But the shorter line wasn't moving at all. The longer line was, I go in the longer line, because it's moving. Right into the moment where I'm in eyesight of this whole thing being over. It stops. It stops because a family of five can't figure out how to take out a passport. Turns out that the line is also merging with the people who are doing clear. Clear is when you, they do a retinal scan, and then somebody walks you over and says, they're good. They walk you over, and then you can walk in. So instead of the line being all the people online, the line's going one person in the, in the herd of cattle line, one person from the clear line. Meanwhile, this family of five can't figure out passports. There's only one person. The one person gets another person to come over, and then that first person walks away. <laughs> so there's still one person. You mean there's not a sense of urgency from a, a government agency? I'm shocked. Meanwhile, the other line that wasn't moving is now moving. They're flying through people. <laughs> go on in. Go on in. You want to fly the plane? Go fly the plane here. Have peanuts. Hey, you want your own firearm? There you go. Go. In. There are no rules whatsoever. And I'm like, my God, I picked the wrong lane again. All right. Normally, what would be the matter there? I'd be I have the same level of frustration, but we are not moving. Are you in a hurry? I'm not in a hurry because I get to a plane nine hours early. <laughs> not nine, but early. Not in a hurry, but it's warm. It's humid. I was disgusting in D.C. I'm sweating. I'm annoyed. They're not moving. By the time I get to being like the last six people who are, or, you know, in, in, in the front six people, they open up a line literally right behind me. <laughs> and the guy says, I'll take you, not me, the people behind me. They start going through like it's a fire sale. Hey, three of you go. Oh, you weren't checked in. There you go. Hey, you want to own a plane? We'll give it to you. They're, they're running people through. I'm not moving. Meanwhile, they found one passport out of the five people in this, in this time. I don't even know how they got handled. Yeah. The guy who takes my ID, you know, they put it in a machine. First, he stares at my ID. He stares at me. Fingers Malloy goes back staring at my ID. Then puts the ID in the machine. What's the point of the machine if you're staring at my ID? Then comes out. He stares back at it. He says, okay. I was in line for 30 minutes. Wow. Now, thank goodness I get there early. There weren't, it wasn't a question of 50,000 people showed up to the airport at one time. It was a question of they had no sense of urgency in moving people through because their job is not predicated on whether or not I'm happy. My happiness, your happiness, doesn't even come into the picture. Why doesn't it come into the picture? Then you got to take off your shoes. You got to take off the belt. You gotta, don't forget this goes, and it's a different machine, right? So now you got to take your laptop out of this, and this one goes in here, and that one goes in there. The ugliness in which, in, with which the customer is treated, nowhere along the line, 
is there a smile? Nowhere along the line is there a sense of, hey, I know this is taking a while. Thank you so much. Nowhere. We don't matter. In no system can you get value if the customer does not matter to the person providing the service. In this case, the TSA, the federal government. We don't matter to them. We get treated remarkably poorly. They'd have put up signs everywhere that says you can't even be angry. You, <laughs> verbal abuse and this and that. What's verbal abuse? Hey, what's taking so long? Is that verbal abuse? Well, now you don't know. But you're going to go to jail. The TSA has to be ripped asunder. Now, I get that that was just me complaining. That's not radio. That's not podcast. That's a terrible thing to do. It's quite entertaining, though. I know I'm not alone. Right. There are millions of people as disgusted as I am. And I want to know when we start making this an election issue, Fingers Boy. That's the thing. Let's eliminate it. And I submit, privatize it with the threat of if you're not not only uh, providing security, but also a pleasant passenger experience, then you lose that contract and we'll find somebody else. By the way, when I was checking in my luggage, I had no problem. I saw two different people walk past a after dealing with the gate agent or the, you know, the people there at the kiosk. What a B. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Wasn't a good day for American Airlines, although I got treated fine. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Jack Daniels, and it's the nectar of the gods. That is what Frank Sinatra said on stage. That according to the people of Tales of the Cocktail, 1955. And from that, Jack Daniels exploded. And the rest is history. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. And that right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. And this is the Jack Daniels Sinatra Select Tennessee Whiskey. 90 proof Fingers Malloy coming in 80% corn, 8% rye, and 12% malted barley. We talk about Jack often uh, that you've got this wonderful drink. That people think of as, oh, Jack. Oh, no. It's, oh, Jack. You've got that banana on the nose. You've got that just perfect Jack Daniels flavoring. Not bourbon purposefully. Specifically, they never wanted the designation of bourbon so they could be their own thing. And it's that charcoal filtering that, therefore, makes it not bourbon, but rather Tennessee whiskey. And this right here, that, you know, it's funny. Uh, the color, I thought, looking at it from afar was much more pale, but that is a, a nice honey copper coming in right there, Fingers Malloy, with just a bit of viscosity on the glass. Yeah, it sticks a little bit to the glass. You've got your nose in the uh, Glen Karen Glen Ross glass. Oh, Fingers. That nose is bigger. That is not the, the, the banana of Jack that I'm used no. to. That is a much more fruit orchard focused. See, I'm getting a little bit of that banana, but it's much more subtle. Mm, that is, uh, but that maybe is not it's me. my mind playing tricks on me because I think I I've got like a Jack Daniels in my glass. So, but I, I'm getting that banana, but not nearly what I would on uh, you know regular Jack Daniels, the old is, number seven. That is a lot of fruit. You're not getting an oak from that. You're not getting uh, any level of of spice from that. There's a little bit, there's a little bit of an ethanol, a little bit of an alcohol, very, very slight, but just so, so fruity. By the way, I saw So So Fruity open up for Oingo Boingo in there 1988. Is. Still Fingers Malloy's <laughs> line right there. Uh, Fingers Malloy, are uh, are you are you ready for this? <laughs> Tony, I've been ready for this all month. This is the Jack Daniels Sinatra. Select, of course, ja uh, you Frank Sinatra buried with a bottle of Jack Daniels. I'm a big Sinatra fan. I've seen this uh, in liquor stores. It's usually locked up, uh, usually one bottle in a display case. I've been wanting to try this for a long time. Uh, never had the opportunity. So Full disclosure, I have never seen this in a liquor store. Really? I've also never looked for it in a liquor store. So that could be it. We start it neat. We take the sip. It's known as the Kentucky Chew. You move it around the palate, get a feel for it. Sometimes you take two sips. First one to set the taste buds. Second one to really bring home those flavors and then decide if we're going to add a little bit of water, maybe some, some ice chips, or bring it to a cube. Fingers Malloy, what do you think? It's nice. 
It, there's oh, a, you look disappointed. You look dis. You're not. You're I not even saying it's bad. It's just you were expecting something because it was Sinatra. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice. It's got a nice little sting on the tongue. That fruitiness you're talking about is there. It's sweet. Um, you're not getting any oak. Uh, it's to me very drinkable. You could sip on this all day and be happy. Uh, yeah, it's it's nice. All right, I'm going in. Okay, I'm going in the Jack Daniels Sinatra Select Tennessee Whiskey. Here we go. He's going in, ladies and gentlemen. He's doing the Kentucky Chew. Hmm. <laughs> it may turn into the Saginaw Swish. The Sinatra Swish. Oh, there it is. Okay, Pally. That's outrageously dry. That is leaving a a burn on the tongue. Really? The finish actually brings some of that fruit back to the tongue. Um, That nose and that taste are very different things. If the taste matched the nose, I'd be super happy. It's a much drier piece. And actually, you know, we did the Kentucky Vintage uh, last week, right? Mm -hmm. That was a smoother product. That was a bourbon, not a Tennessee whiskey. That was a smoother product. This is screaming for a cube. Screaming for a cube because neat. Now the finish is starting to, 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 to fill up, right? Now it's filling up the tongue and that sweetness is returning. It 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 was it was dry. Still is. It right? Yeah. That is super weird. It's not finishing the way the nose is, and I would very much like it to finish the way the nose is. But I'm not wasting time, fingers. Oh, he's going right in for the cube. I'm going to put a couple drops of cool water in it. Well, you just do that. It. It's much fruitier on the nose. I want to see if if the water opens up. That fruit to the palate. That's what I'm hoping for. Water, by the way, you can add like to any bourbon and it brings down proof. Adding water will bring down the proof. It's the only thing you can add to a bourbon and still call it bourbon when it's in, in the process. Um, fingers added a couple drops of cool water. Did it open things up? Here's what's interesting. It brought out a citrus that I wasn't getting before. Okay. Uh, that sting that was barely there is is really not there at all. I didn't get any warmth in the chest. I don't know if you did. Zero. I mean it's 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 an easy sipping Tennessee whiskey. I guess I just wish there were more there. Let me go. I put it on the cube. I'm going in the Jack Daniels Sinatra Select. He is doing the uh, the Louisville lip. Stop it. <laughs> all right, it's better on a cube. It's better on a cube. There's actually a little heat that develops uh, mid-chest on the cube. You getting any citrus? The, the sweetness is is much more, much more pronounced. That dryness has been cut by more than in half. Yeah, on the cube, it's a doable drink. On the cube, that works. I actually think this would be better full rocks. Give me a bunch of small cubes. I think it's, like, it's better on the cube. Yeah, it actually brings out a little bit of the alcohol. Maybe. Maybe that's why I'm getting center chest. Uh, but it's, yeah, this did not work neat for me. This would work like this. There's actually a building oak going on. Yeah. Oh, that's super weird. There's this building wood, there's building oak that's happening. We're like, okay, finally, this thing has given me what I was kind of hoping I'd get all along. Yeah, it's, it. there's more to it when you, when you uh, monkey with it a little, either a little bit of cool water or on the rock, it's a more interesting drink. Now, fingers Malloy, the question is: Is this in your liquor cabinet? And I have seen the Jack Daniels Sinatra Select playing at one hundred and fifty dollars a bottle. I've seen it as much as two hundred dollars a bottle in liquor stores. Uh, here's the deal. If you want a special bottle for the story, oh, how cool. It's the Sinatra Select, maybe, but it's, no, not at that price point. Yeah. There, you got to want it. 
You got to want it. I that that is a really really hard push to make that price work. Love you, Jack. Um, but on the cube, I will admit, and I'm still getting finish. I'm still getting on the cube. It's better. So Fingers Malloy is all sorts of excited. He's a little giddy. He's giddy like a schoolgirl. Because it's it's not spring training when it's football. What is it? Training camp. Training camp opens days, days from now. And he's ready to watch his Detroit Lions go 7-10. and 10. Forward down the field. A charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. It's going to be a show, people. Wait till you see the musical. Finger is the musical. It's gonna be, it's gonna be amazing. And this all coincides with Dan Snyder. Well, I should really say the NFL being finally done with him. Did I say Z Drink Smoke? I'm Tony Katz. That right there is Fingers Malloy. Because Z Drink Smoke. And I'm Tony Katz. And I'm Fingers Malloy. And you just did. There. Look at me. Dan Snyder was the owner of the Washington Redskins and then the Washington Commanders. And the NFL didn't want him around anymore. And he sold the team, bought it in 1999, I believe, 1998, for $800 million, sold it for $6.05 billion. Fingers, we call that in the business a profit. We're in the wrong business. Obviously. I've told you for years we need to buy an NFL franchise. Tell me about it. Bit late now. <laughs> Bit late now. Um, the whole story of Snyder... And the culture of just horror he created over there and treatment of cheerleaders and, and everything else. How, what was the real reason that the NFL wanted him gone? Uh, the treatment of the cheerleaders. Uh, there were uh, other be- behind-the-scenes issues. Uh, there was some talk about uh, how they were, and I, I wish I had the story in front of me, uh, sharing revenue as far as uh, merchandise sales. Uh, he was just a bad seed. They wanted him out, uh, but they didn't want to vote him out. It was a gentle pressure of, of getting, you need to go. And uh, they got their wish. He's going to be gone. He's made a huge profit. Uh, commanders, fans, or whatever they're going to call themselves moving forward uh, after the uh, change in ownership, uh, have to be thrilled because he's been, outside of the Detroit Lions, one of the worst Owners in all. Are of you sports. saying that the Ford family is bad for football? Oh, they're they're great for football for other teams. <laughs> they're great for the morale of other NFL franchises. Uh, but you know, it, with my you know Detroit Lions, they've won one playoff game in my life. Uh, the Redskins over Dan Snyder's career haven't been much better. Uh, they built that stadium that Red. I keep wanting to say Redskins. Commanders fans have hated uh, FedEx Field uh, right. because it's it, it's they call it a dump and it's in an area it's really hard to get in and out of uh, so I think that there are going to be a lot of Commanders fans who are rejoicing over this news but again you have to say to yourself be careful what you wish for the, the next guy may be worse um, it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case but I think the bigger question here is does does a sale of a team in the NFL, which doesn't happen often, it's a rare thing that did happen in 2022 with the Broncos. That's because uh, I think it was the Bolin family. Uh, the patriarch died, and they just it wasn't for them. They didn't want that, so they let the team go. Is does this change the NFL? Does it change the way people act? Will it change rules? Does it change anything no. else? No. It's just, it, it's business as usual for these guys. Absolutely. It's business as usual. Uh, plus, there's this whole John Gruden lawsuit uh, against the NFL that plays into this as well. There must have been some negotiation because someone leaked those emails. John Gruden, of course, the, the emails were leaked. He said some uh, racist things in emails. They were leaked to the media. It led to him getting fired, and he is suing the NFL Trying to and you know the NFL is trying to do its best to uh, keep it within the NFL structure, saying it's you know in the arbitration process, which the NFL controls. Uh, he's trying to get it to where it's going to stay in court, and the discovery out of that there's going to be so much revealed if he 
you know, he's going to get himself a pretty pricey settlement. If John, John Gruden. John Gruden. So John Gruden, former coach, or a Super Bowl winning coach with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and then he was the coach of the then uh, Oakland Raiders. Now they're in Las Vegas, and it was like emails and things about his that him that were released, and supposedly some statements. Um, was it statements about Snyder or statements about other players? Other players, but it, you know, some of these emails involved uh, correspondence between commanders, personnel, and uh, Gruden. And the question is, okay, who leaked those emails? And he's trying to find out uh, who leaked the emails. And that may also be a, a reason why they were forcing Snyder out. It's just a big mess. Uh, it's it's good that he's going to be gone. It'll be interesting to see what happens moving forward because it seemed like this was hanging over the franchise, so they were in limbo for a while. Mm. Uh, but with the new owner, there will become huge changes for that franchise. Maybe you don't know the answer to this. The Gruden emails, were they released to then put pressure on Dan Snyder to get him to sell the team? And then Gruden was just somehow a pawn in all this? No, it was they wanted Gruden out. Uh, Gruden had made some enemies within uh, NFL corporate, and but the correspondence, uh, I believe, was between uh, commanders, front office, and uh, Gruden. And so the question, the speculation has always been, okay, who leaked these emails? And one of the theories is, is that Snyder himself leaked them to Roger Goodell, who heads up uh, the NFL as a way of trying to make peace and maybe let him keep the team and not feel the pressure. That didn't work out. The story from NBC Sports, John Gruden intends, quote, to burn the NFL's house down. Yes. Because if, if it's Goodell who's denied leaking the emails, uh, there, there's going to be a... <laughs> and that's where the whole, as you were talking about, the discovery conversation comes into play. If Goodell allows this to go to court in discovery, Gruden's lawyers are going to say, great. Show us every email correspondence you have between yourself and Dan Snyder, yourself and the Washington Commanders, yourself and the Oakland Raiders, yourself and the Las Vegas Raiders, yourself and John Gruden, or any correspondence that has the words John or Gruden or John Gruden or Coach Gruden. Do, do you want those emails to be seen? Or do you want to give me a really, really healthy settlement? And I think eventually that's what's going to happen. Unless Gruden... listen. Gruden's made a lot of money over the years. Uh, he, he he may not be swayed by a huge settlement, like the, the piece over at uh, Pro Football Talk over at NBC uh, says. He may be just saying to himself, I don't care what they offer me. I'm bringing as... If I'm going down, I'm bringing as many people down with me as possible. That may be his mindset. But it, good for Commanders fans, because uh, this now is a path forward for the franchise that can move on. I will bet that the NFL will do anything to put this behind them because if there's one thing that the Shield doesn't want, it's drama. They hate drama. They avoid it like the plague. They are beyond protective of that Shield and of that brand. So I expect Rudin to get a check and be somewhere back in the NFL. He's already doing consulting work with the Saints. Yes. I would expect that he's going to be back. Find everything at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. We got so focused on Tony's health regimen that we completely forgot about news of the week. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Fingers Malloy, and he's Tony Katz, fitness guru extraordinaire. I need a nap. The book, Let's Go Barbecue. Did I or did I not tell you when I got here? Did I or did I not tell you? I feel my age today. I know. Today, I feel like I'm 106. It's stupid. We switched roles. I know. I don't want to be you. <laughs> anyway, let's go barbecue. You can find that at Amazon.com. And later on, Tony will uh, discuss his gout. No, I won't. <laughs> I am healthy as the day is long. So we did not do news of the week, Tony. And uh, as you know, in newsrooms across the country, uh, people refer to me, Fingers Malloy, America's happy hour anchorman, as right? Johnny Good News. No. Yes, it's true. true. Because of all the bright, sunshiny stories that I share with each rank smoke nation. And I, I have to tell you, I feel like I'm being set up. How bad are the stories? This story 
maybe the most disturbing story I have ever shared with Eat Drink Smoke Nation. Holy cow! Yeah, as you know, over the four years of doing Eat Drink Smoke, uh, there has not been a lot of good news shared with Eat Drink Smoke Nation by America's Happy Hour Anchorman Fingers Malloy. I just so, but this one, this one is the most disturbing. One of the most disturbing I'm stories. Ready. My, my loins have been girded. From the folks at the New York Post, Miami Mom 18 used fake Hitman website in a t- an attempt to kill off three-year-old son, allegedly agreeing to pay $3,000 for the kid's murder. What the? What? A young Florida mother was arrested Tuesday after trying to use a parody service to rent a Hitman to kill her toddler son. I, I'll take the kid. My wife and I have room. This we'll take wo- the kid. This woman allegi- allegedly solicited an assassin through the fake website. Are you ready for this? Rentahitman.com to take no. out to take out her three year old before Thursday. You're laughing because how could anybody think that's legit? You, a rational person, is like, there's no such thing. Rentahitman.com. Excused of submitting pictures of her little boy and the exact location he was going to be, court documents obtained by NBC Miami show. I don't even know what to say. Investigators posing as the for hire killer spoke with uh, this lady, using that name, uh, she's not a lady, uh, to flesh out the demented plan during which time the bloodthirsty mother allegedly agreed to hand over $3,000 for her son's murder. I don't, I don't. The the one thing that gives me solace is that people will hear that story and I think react the way I am because I didn't, I didn't know that story. And that's the only thing that gives me solace that there's more of us than there are of people going to rent a hitman.com. There, the, the, uh, it, it's such a weird because obviously it's a horrible story but part of you chuckles at the fact that there was someone out there who actually believed they could go to rentahitman.com to find someone to, to, to uh, it's a terrible story but it makes you chuckle just a little bit rentahitman.com that you, someone could believe that that someone that they didn't wait a second this can't be legitimate but then again, you're an 18-year-old wanting to kill your kid. She was 15 when she had the kid. Yeah. So it's already a my God. There's a lot of there's a lot there. I just the whole thing. How you would think it's if you're 18 and you have a three-year-old and it's it's too much to handle. You figure out a way out of the situation. Find some family members that will will t- will take on this beautiful three-year-old. But no, she went right for rentahitman.com. She got to the place where there was no way out. We're, 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 we're hypothesizing yeah. here, for sure. She got to the place where this has to stop. Maybe she didn't have family. I often question when we talk about our society and, and how things should be handled and the people out there that, that are there to help. And there's so many groups she had absolutely no one she could turn to or she was so mentally disturbed that it never dawned on her. The level of homelessness, the level of, of people drugged out on the streets, we saw it in Vegas with our own eyes. There has been conversations going on as we get ready for this presidential election about whether we did a great disservice to the country by opening up mental asylums, asylums, mental facilities, and letting people out. Whether that has now come to manifest, and if indeed there is a segment of the population that simply cannot function. Now, we are making also a supposition because we don't know what happened to this 15-year-old. We don't know how this kid came into the world. There's a million things we don't know about where this 18-year-old was at to get to this place. And you're right. You hear rentahitman.com, you're like, what the hell is that? And the minute you start doing this conversation, you start realizing that that was a girl who either was so mentally disturbed, she thought this was rational, or didn't see a way out of her own exhaustion, her own pain, anything else. 
I would love to to sit here and say, and that's a a mark on society. But that would be uh, there. There's almost not enough information to go on to figure out what failed where, or if nothing failed. And there's just sometimes people who lose sight of of the of their own rational mind. And an 18-year-old doesn't have much of a rational... They're an adult, but not much of a rational mind, especially if they've been a parent for three years, possibly on their own. I don't like to use the word crisis because it is overused, but there is a mental health crisis in this country. And you know some of these problems, were they brought on, made things uh, made worse by all the lockdowns and, 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 and COVID. Right. You see the stories out of San Francisco, out of Los Angeles, the, the homeless problem. You see what we saw in Las Vegas. There are things in Las Vegas that I saw on this trip, and I have been to Las Vegas many a time uh, that I had never seen before. I mean, uh, you know, we, you'd always see the homeless people. But, uh, you know, we were walking from uh, Harrah's to the Venetian. Uh, the, the Premium Cigar Association trade show was being held at the Sands Expo, which is connected to the Venetian. At 9 o'clock in the morning, there was a man, and I don't know if he was mentally ill or if he was on some sort uh, of, of drugs or, or both. If you wanted a definition of tweaking, this guy was doing it. He, was, he would run five paces and then pose, strike a pose, and then he'd run another four or five strides and then strike a pose. And we all looked at each other like, oh, oh my goodness. And I got to say, I've, I've never seen that before. Uh, there was a guy who, who ran into Harris completely naked and hopped on a, a, a poker table. Right. And, you know, there, there are stories he, you know, his family's claiming that he was drugged uh, and that it, it wasn't in his nature to do something like that. It, the, things are happening in society that it feels like things are getting worse. Uh, the homeless situation's getting worse. Uh, mental health in this country, it, there's, there's a crisis. And you're right, this, this really needs to be talked about in the next presidential election. But it needs to be handled. A new step has to be taken. And sometimes the new step might be the old step in this case. It, it, when we talk about mental health crisis, we also don't address whether or not we're prescribing too many drugs to deal with mental this and mental that and mental the other. Yeah. Maybe the drugs aren't the answer. Uh, the only thing you and I know and everybody knows is that society can't thrive this way. And we want a thriving society. So hard decisions are going to have to get made. Trying things is going to have to happen. Not everything's going to work. But since what we're doing isn't working, you got to try the things. The Espinosa, six provinces, ZDT cigar, $18. Very, very good. Very good. And as for the Jack Daniel Sinatra Select, it works on the cube. 150 bucks is more than I'm willing to spend on it. You try it. You decide for yourself. Find everything at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Follow Eat, Drink, Smoke on social media, on Twitter, at GoEatDrinkSmoke, on Facebook, Facebook.com slash EatDrinkSmoke, and Instagram, at EatDrinkSmokePodcast.